Hello everyone, welcome to, or welcome back to Loquacious. I hope you're all doing okay. Um, and I, if you're in Ireland at the moment, I hope you're enjoying the lovely weather. But by the time this is being released, I'm pretty sure it is either raining or could possibly be snowing. So that's great. But today I have Ikra on. She was in our Muslim episode and she's a good friend of mine. And we decided to talk about identity. Obviously your identity is made up of several different components from your hobbies to your personality to your culture to your religion if you believe in one I think there's literally an infinite factors that make up your identity even ones that you may not have even considered we discuss assumptions um we discuss what makes up our own identity and just a broad variety of topics I guess um I tried to make it a bit shorter today because I thought you know what like most of the episodes have been about 45 minutes long so I thought you know what for those that want a bit shorter but still to be entertained I thought I would try and keep this around 30 minutes so I hope you enjoy so we have Ikra on the podcast today um, she was on one of our previous episodes, she was on the Muslim episode, so I'm very excited to have her back on today talking about identity. Obviously, it is something that you can look on a surface level, individual level, or as I'm going to say in the intro, probably I haven't <laughs> said it yet, but um, it's something that can be looking at a more societal and global level in terms of how our identity is portrayed to the world and how the world views our identity. So I guess let's start with personal level. Why not? Everyone likes to talk about themselves. So I guess, Ikra, I'm going to ask you, how do you see yourself? Like, what makes up your identity? I think our identities are based off, like, our experience, our experiences in life, um, our um, beliefs, our morals. Um, I think religion plays a massive part into our identities, too. Um, But, yeah, I think... That's all I can think of as of now. What about you, Sarah? What do you think makes up our identities? Well, I think me, like if you were to like list off, I guess, adjectives, I guess maybe first of all, like female or a woman, Pakistani descent. Like, see, I feel like identity is something that is so diverse in terms of how people can see it. So someone may think, okay, what makes up your identity? And they may think, okay, I'm part of this club. I'm part of this sport. I'm part of this team. And I'm like this. They they view their hobbies as their identity, where some people may view their ethnicity and their culture and their religion as their identity. Or some may just be like, okay, I'm this type of person and that makes up my identity. So I feel like identity is something very personal. Me personally, I'd look at it, okay, I'd be a mix of all three, to be honest. I think, okay, so I'm a woman. I'm from Pakistani origin. I'm Muslim. race wise I guess I'm brown you know like yeah I yeah. would yeah I'd be brown <laughs> um, there's not really much else to describe me color wise I'm brown um but in terms I do think that hobbies and my interests really do play a big part into who I am in terms of yeah like who I am I think they do play a big part so do you think any of your hobbies or any of your interests really portray through to your identity I mean as soon as you asked me oh Ikra what do you think identity means to you personally? The first thing that came to my head was like, oh, my beliefs or religion. Because I feel like personally, religion is such a big aspect, especially as Muslims and especially for Muslim women, when we're like physically covered, we're like a like a um, portrayal of our religion. So I think the first aspect um, of my identity would be being Muslim. 
and then obviously being a female being Pakistani and uh yeah I think the same as you but I as for hobbies and uh all of that I think hobbies etc do come in and come in and and are a huge part of who we are as people because if we didn't have hobbies etc we'd all be the same I think hobbies actually allows for there to be differences amongst people like me and you we are both brown we're both women we're both muslim but what puts us apart it's our interests and our um hobbies so what are some of your hobbies sarah <laughs> i think like i guess when it comes to uh, first of all actually before we move on to that i think when you brought up the religion aspect i think it is true yeah. as muslim women it's sort of your identity and you being Muslim comes out in a physical sense because you do 100% through your physical appearance it's clear you identify as Muslim if that makes sense in the 99.999% exactly. cases it does and I think that's something very important is that people can assume your identity through your physical appearance which I think is something mm -hmm. quite interesting and unique in a way as Muslim people but it's also quite damaging because then when any mm -hmm. sometimes when anyone can make an assumption assumptions can be dangerous I guess actually before going back to my hobbies I kind of want to ask do you, is there any assumption that has been made about you that you think has been completely inaccurate or you just found absolutely hilarious I feel like as soon as people kind of see the hijab they kind of think you're not normal like especially amongst my own age group, especially like white people, I feel like they don't think I'm normal or they're almost shocked that I have similar interests. Or I remember one time there was this girl um, and obviously wearing the hijab, I feel like sometimes it is a bit more of a struggle to fit in with people, but they were speaking about Gossip Girl. And I'm a huge Gossip Girl fan. So I'm like, oh yeah, Blair is my favorite. And she's kind of looking at me like, oh yeah, like Blair is so cool. Like almost kind of taken back that, you know, oh my God, she's kind of normal. But yeah. I feel like wearing the hijab certainly um, makes you seem like you're extreme almost, that you're not a part of society and you don't know what's going on if that makes sense yeah, yeah no I definitely get that and I feel like because the assumption comes from your physical appearance it's Literally. so it's so quick to be made like I think uh -huh. because it's not something about your personality because they haven't heard you speak and it's just right there in front of them they don't even need to talk to you they don't even need to know you before they make that assumption I feel like then you have very little time to even I guess defend yourself in a way like exactly. maybe maybe you don't even want to in some cases in some cases it's better not even to bother defending yourselves like I guess yeah. because I don't wear hijab my I guess the one physical trait of myself that people make assumptions from I guess is my skin color um but like I get the whole foreign thing a few times you know every, every brown colored person has but I think yeah. also because I wear glasses now this is one assumption I get okay. all the time I started wearing yeah. glasses I started wearing glasses on about 10 years old so a long time now, yeah. now 19 um so yeah a long time and yeah. because I wear glasses and because I'm constantly involved in academic things I always like I carry yeah. the assumption that I'm nerdy I carry the assumption that I'm a swash okay. I carry the assumption that I'm just the absolute book nerd and okay when I was young like I, I love learning I'm going to put my hands up and say I don't really care what anyone else thinks I, I love learning I like learning new yeah. things just for the fact of learning about things not to study 
not if just... I can just cut in there yeah go ahead <laughs> when I first spoke to you I was like this girl is the biggest nerd on the planet <laughs> it's fine though because i think it's a good thing though i'd yeah. rather you be a, people um see you as a nerd than anything else because yeah. you are a nerd whether you deny it or not sarah you're the biggest nerd no, ever like, i'm not but see, i'm not a nerd to study to sit exams yeah. and to get good just, grades yeah i'm a nerd yeah. to learn new things just because i have an interest in it but like i uh, see to be honest the I don't really mind that assumption because but I prefer like I think people need to start being more open about what assumptions are made about them about their identity because like okay yes I'm a self-proclaimed nerd I'll take that but like the one Mm -hmm. thing is that one thing that used to annoy me a lot when I was younger is that people would be like oh you don't have to put any effort in because you're naturally smart now that is one thing I don't like because I put a lot a lot of effort in and they're kind of just dissing yeah. aside my all my effort because I'm naturally something when I'm not but like that was when I was younger yeah. it doesn't really bother me anymore I don't really care but yeah one assumption that has been made about me is that I'm nerdy another one is that I'm bossy <laughs> and <laughs> I, I wouldn't that too to be honest yeah. and I think that's because we're the eldest daughters mm-hmm. I think that might be it um I always get told that I'm kind of bossy or I'm kind of a born leader type of person and I can see that in you as well actually mm. and it's actually funny because we're both the eldest daughters yeah. in our family no I feel like we're quite similar though and like I, I would consider myself like I do like being in a leadership position I like to be in control not because I like to boss people around so I wouldn't use the word no. bossy but yeah. I would use the word because I like getting involved in a lot of things so like, because I have experience in a lot of things and other people may not I'm not saying oh I'm going to take that opportunity away from you I guess I just get so excited about things that I just like to do them like I definitely yeah. like being in teams just because I I'm, I, I, I wouldn't use the word bossy like I, I like being a leader I like being in control but it doesn't mean that I can't sit back and be a follower if that makes sense exactly exactly yeah. but is there any assumptions about you about your identity um, other than the hijab in terms of like what you're interested in because I know you're quite into politics so has that ever played in this okay so I've got a funny story so uh, I mean this happens to me all the time so I'm very interested in like economic news I read the financial times here Syrah we're not gonna go on about (laughs) Um, I read like you know the the financial times I read uh, Wall Street Journal I read all of that um, because I'm interested in economics, Sarah, you're not allowed to say it again. <laughs> I won't. I'm trying to restrain myself. <laughs> yeah. And um, anytime I start talking about, let's say, I'm really up to date with the vaccine rollout at the moment. Um, I'm keeping up with all the figures and everything. Anytime I start talking about it, my sisters look at me really weirdly and they're like, you're such a nerd. <laughs> and I'm like, guys just because I know more than you on this you guys don't need to be threatened but it's just really funny that as soon as um you discuss stats or figures you're kind of seen as a nerd you know you it's it's actually really funny or I think it was like a couple of months ago I was like standing in the kitchen and um I think I was reading something and my dad like came in and he asked me a question I can't remember and I was like thinking of like a full answer and he's like you're such a nerd and he just walks off and I'm like 
I'm not sure if I should take that as a compliment or an insult. And I yeah, just I kind of stood there like, thank you. But yeah, I think I get the nerd one a lot. Um, everybody makes fun of me because of that. Um, aside from that, I think uh, the only other assumption I, oh yes, one time in school, you know the way brown kids or like box sunnies, they're supposed to be good at maths. Oh yeah. So that's, yeah. that's such a stereotype yeah yeah that's such a stereotype I remember this kid was like to me oh you must be so good at maths and I am shocking at maths like I am so <laughs> and bad she doesn't even, and she used to do economics guys this this is it she's shocking I'm at maths and economics right yeah um, I mean no it's not even that I'm shocking it's just that it takes me ages to register maths like you know when you're you can just read it you can understand it but when it comes to maths numbers is not my language <laughs> it takes me ages to understand what's going on anyways um long story short the kid was like to me <clears throat> you must be so good at maths you're like Indian and I'm like firstly I'm not Indian secondly I'm crap at maths so ask somebody else <laughs> That yeah. is such a stereotype and I guess that kind of relates to our culture in a way. I remember actually we were playing PE in third year and I feel like, yeah. okay, if you're either Caitlin Ryan Desmond or you're Emily Kelly, you might already know this story. They're my two best friends from Billiards, but um, okay. um, like I shouldn't have said that actually from my old school. <laughs> um, <laughs> no defamation cases here, but um, we were playing PE and you're actually, I'm pretty sure it was dodgeball or something. And, and someone, I'm not going to say their name, came up to me and said, shouldn't you be good at pitching considering you're brown and cr- you're like Pakistani and cricket is such a big thing? And I was like, first of all I don't enjoy cricket that is an assumption about my identity but I guess when it comes to identity in terms of values you've already mentioned it before but I think self-reflection when it comes to identity is very important I think Mm -hmm. like I keep saying this over and over but COVID has really given me time to like sit down and reflect upon myself and just reflect upon my life and I feel like it's just a mind-blowing moment because you're like there's so many things about myself that I never would have noticed unless I had taken the time in my time right now in my life to sit down here and identify them I guess in a way so I guess through like self-reflection you can really see your values and I guess most of my values come from like my culture and my religion and I'm guessing you you would be the same yeah 100% now that you mentioned culture how do you feel about us kind of um Pakistani Irish kids growing up how do you deal with culture (laughs) that is a very good question um for those of you that wouldn't be desi I guess or as Seher Alahak goes desi (laughs) sorry (laughs) I can't I can't but desi um desi people I can't I've actually heard so many people say desi and I just you know yeah and in I just internally frown I'm like guys it's this you're Pakistani say say it properly (laughs) so I guess you describe this people as like people from like the Indian subcontinent I guess that'd be the most like broad term of using it so India subcontinent Bangladesh India Pakistan um so I think I'm in a different position so when I was growing up I was surrounded by a lot of Pakistani kids because as stereotypical as it is I live near the hospital (laughs) so a lot of the Pakistanis live around the area because they're doctors 
that okay it I don't know if it's stereotypical but just from my own personal experience that's the facts okay you can't escape the facts so yeah. I grew up with a lot of like you know Irish kids um of Irish descent and then also a lot of Pakistani kids and I think yeah. in, my school was quite culturally mixed so we were exposed to a lot of cultures which was great um which was actually quite shocking considering like you know we're in the suburbs of Limerick which isn't even that's like- actually shocking I never expected that because every time I've been to Limerick I barely see any brown people really? apart from like the family I'm going to visit yeah yeah like there's, there's so many so many okay. and like every single like you come down to Limerick and I'll introduce you to all of them but <laughs> I'm I think- okay Sarah you don't need to introduce me <laughs> hey they're, they're great people just because we're from Limerick doesn't mean we're like crazy people but like I think in terms of like culture barriers I guess I'm in a different position because my mom has been born in Ireland yeah compared okay. to them where their parents maybe immigrated from Pakistan to Ireland about like 30 40 years ago my mom literally was born in Galway lived most of her life in Dublin her mom is also British so from my mom's yeah. point of view only her dad brought in that Pakistani culture and then from my dad's point of view, he moved from Pakistan to Ireland when he was about like about 32 years ago, I'd say now at this point. So he would bring more culture into my life and his side of the family would than maybe my mom's because my mom still brings a lot of culture. She does. But in terms of okay. co- comparison, it'd be more my dad. But in terms of like culture barriers, I guess I wouldn't be the same as the other kids because in terms yeah. of maybe culturally where we have like culturally where they might not agree with something or they may do something a different way I may not be the same because I don't have as much cultural influence as they would considering the way I was brought up I guess that's yeah. that's a very complicated way of saying I'm not <laughs> like them I guess we get it you're weird <laughs> yeah exactly um, I think personally I have struggled a lot with kind of with finding a median with how much culture I want in my life and how much I don't want so I think this is something that I've had to find by myself obviously my mom's from Lahore she grew up in a you know a very Pakistani household um and although she's not too conservative you know unlike most Pakistanis I was very lucky like that alhamdulillah but um my dad was born in born yeah he 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 grew up in Ireland but his family would bring a lot more Pakistani influence in my life and I think that's because when I think about it I think it's because obviously my grandparents um it's almost as if when they moved here they were so scared to lose that Pakistani influence and I think that's a lot of um that that's how a lot of immigrants feel when they come to western countries they do everything to uphold their let's say Pakistani values and their Pakistani ways of life but they don't realize that they need to put a lot of it aside because we live here now and when you bring up children here they've got a completely different mindset on things and view life in a certain way that isn't necessarily the way um, you know immigrant um, parents would view them so my mom and my dad they are very very like open-minded and um, I wouldn't say that 
they're very like cultural but I feel like because when you're a girl there's a lot more kind of pressure on you anyways you know the way Pakistanis care about um what other people will say a lot and that's something I feel a lot of Pakistanis talk about you know yeah yeah there's a lot of judgment and um I feel like that pressure I've always felt because I'm the eldest daughter and being an el- being the eldest Pakistani daughter in a family is very, very difficult because of the expectations that are put on you. Um, so yeah, I feel like I've seen the worst of the culture, but I've also seen the best of the culture. So the way I see it is I'm going to take the best of it and I'm going to leave the worst of it behind. I believe that we shouldn't have to live with awful expectations and pressures. And I believe nobody should have to live like that. But unfortunately, the Pakistani society is very judgmental is very kind of they just have very odd views on how women should live their lives but you know apparently guys can do whatever they want and um yeah I feel like I've I suppose it's also a good thing that I've seen all of this because I won't be influenced by it you know I've seen it I've decided what I've liked and what I've disliked and now I'll go forward with my life and take all the good Pakistani cultural values I've seen yeah and like just to clarify actually for anyone who isn't Pakistani or anyone who's not Desi who may not understand this um cult culture <laughs> what time what weird accent on there for a second culture is very different to religion so we're both Muslim yeah but Pakistani culture is not Islam and Islam <laughs> is not Pakistani culture so while we're talking about the pressures on women and the situations that women go through through this culture or through men yeah. go through through this culture that is in no way shape or form religion you should not look at a religion from the people who follow it but from the religion itself because a lot of people say oh like you know islam is very oppressing to women that's to do with culture that's nothing to do with the religion itself so i guess mm-hmm. just to clarify that um, me personally i do have a strong pakistani influence through culture and i'm very very happy that i do because i've I'm had some people say happy. oh like i wish i didn't or whatever like I could have easily become like the whitest brown person you've ever seen in your life. You would have been a coconut. You would have yeah, been a coconut. I would have yeah, been a coconut. Like brown on the outside, white on the inside. And I think Literally. like, even though, if you look at my mom, even though my granddad was the only one who brought Pakistani culture, there was a lot of Pakistani culture coming in. There were so many Pakistani committee meetings. There were so many 14th of <laughs> August parties. There were so many Eid parties. Oh my God, Sarah, do you remember the 14th of August party? I haven't party. been to any in a long time because I'm no longer in the Dublin circle. <laughs> but no like, way. my granddad used to go to so many. When I was younger, I used to go to so many. So there was a huge Pakistani influence We probably in. met then. We, we were probably staying with each other. Yeah, just to clarify... <laughs> Um, Ikra's parents and my parents actually know each other but we didn't meet each other until September at our Islamic society at UCD so that's actually quite like a weird backstory but like coming culturally I love the values that I've taken the values yeah. of community compassion yeah. empathy hospitality like, yeah like yeah. Pakistani people you don't even need to know them you could be in the middle of Pakistan in the middle of the bind and someone just comes up to you and they're like offering you chai and they're offering you biscuits and you're having a great time just chatting away and suddenly you know their third cousin or you are their third cousin like, I feel like when it comes to Pakistani people like I think they're so they're, they're so hospitable they're just so nice and like they have a real sense of community they don't need to know you to be kind to you 
And I think I've I've taken a lot of Pakistani values that I really like, like being so selfless is just and generous. Like, I feel like there's a lot of good values that when people focus on the bad, it blurs all the good, which is really upsetting because I love my culture. And like you, there's some things I would take and there are other things that I wouldn't take. But at the same time, I'm very, very happy that I was exposed to it. And I did have that opportunity because a lot of the values that I live by come from there, which I think Mm -hmm. is very important. Yeah, I would 100% agree. But I feel like there's one thing as kind of Irish Pakistani children that we struggle with is finding a balance between the two. Sometimes our parents don't understand that we don't necessarily agree with cultural values and they don't understand where we're coming from. But I think that's what we kind of struggle with um, growing up in the West um so yeah yeah I think anything to add on to that I think growing up like kind of with two cultures I guess because we are born in this western culture where everything is seen as progressive in quotation marks um like I think see it is quite conflicting because you're like okay these are the values that I uphold but they're not the values that people see as progressive or that people see as modern or that people see as should be possessed in a Western society. So while I may have the idea that, oh, I want to be generous to this kind of person, this sort of situation, other people will be like, no, because that's going to hinder you. And you need like, I'm not saying that anyone is right or anyone is wrong, but I feel like growing up with two cultures where in some cases they do come into conflict where maybe, I don't want to be that kind of person to follow that sort of Western judgment because I want to uphold my Pakistani culture and the values that I hold so dear. But it just doesn't pass in this kind of country, if you get me. I feel like, you know, one thing that I do on is how how much of a secular mindset do I have? How much have I absorbed without questioning? You know, um, and I feel like it's very, very important. And I feel like you um, you just mentioned this self-reflection. I feel like it's so important to reflect on what you learn, your beliefs, uh, where those beliefs came from, your morals, etc. Because I feel like sometimes we get lured into things without even realizing. Yeah, I definitely agree. No, I think like especially like you and I we both come from two conflicting cultures well I guess conflicting but okay well two two dominant cultures I guess we have our Pakistani culture and then we have our Irish culture so I think in terms of identity if you look at identity like we identify as both that's no bother you can identify as many cultures as you want and we identify as both we're both Pakistani and both Irish um but I think where it sort of comes for people nowadays is like you mentioned when they kind of come in contrast with one another and it's a bit difficult for you to decide that balance and I think because you've grown up in this western society where things are a certain way and then you kind of think because you've grown up in this and people are constantly saying and the people you surround yourself with and the people all over the world living in this western society believe that is the way to go I guess it's in in no action of yourself can you go against that and say oh actually my Pakistani value is more important or my Pakistani value is accurate so I think that kind of creates a real shift in terms of your sense of belonging 100% I feel like um, that's one thing that um, 
that has just struck me, the word belonging. Do we feel like we belong here? So this is one thing that I often uh, think about. Do I belong here? You know, am I accepted here? And sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. Most of the time it is yes. All my friends are here. Everybody I know is here. But the question of do I belong here is a completely different question in my in my eyes like when you see the growing islamophobic sentiment in western countries you're like do we actually belong here though our parents work so hard to pay bills to you know be you know to educate us to they they pay taxes they do literally everything that a normal citizen is supposed to we in turn we go to university we become educated and the cycle goes on and the following generation will be even more educated because we went to university, etc. But I think of often, do we belong here, though? I feel like there's this growing divisiveness between people of colour and, well, the white people. And I don't mean that in like, <laughs> oh, the white people hate us. I don't mean it in that way at all. But I feel like there is this growing divisiveness, unfortunately. And it's funny that I ask, I often ask myself this question here, but when I went to Pakistan, I was like, do I belong here? I don't even belong there. So where do I belong? Like yeah. when I went there, I was there like two years back and I'd gone after more than a decade. And um, obviously when I was speaking Urdu, everybody could just apparently tell that I wasn't from Pakistan. <laughs> and uh you know everyone's like oh she's from outside you know Barca and all this right and I'm like so I'm an outsider here in Pakistan but I'm an outsider in Ireland as well so I'm like where the heck do I belong do you ever feel like yeah that's a question that you may ponder upon it's definitely something I think about especially like yeah when you say like where do we get that sense of belonging like okay when someone comes off the street like where are you from that question like that always kind of stirs it up for me I'm like okay so yeah. if people don't think I belong here or I'm from here then where am I from color wise they think I'm from Asia which is very broad but it's because they don't know which country in Asia and they're chancing their bets um so I guess in terms of me I belong in both like I I like it's taken me a while to kind of establish because like you well actually unlike you I can't speak Urdu I can understand it um, fluently right but no I, can't. I always thought you could speak Urdu no see I can understand it fluently you speak Urdu I can understand you I can bear okay. like I'm not confident speaking it and because I'm not confident okay. speaking it because I've always had this issue of oh people will know I'm Gori Gori means like a white person <laughs> always known Gori like because I haven't had the confidence to speak it I've never actually got okay. to speaking it however I can fully understand it now last year before COVID happened like literally the day before the country shut down I came back I went to Pakistan for the first time properly in my life like that I can remember now the last time I had gone when I was like about four years old to my uncle's wedding but last year was the first time I'd properly gone that I can actually remember and it's just me and my dad and went for a charity trip but um yeah I could tell straight away that this was very different like I'd heard stories about Pakistan and because yeah. I'm the outsider I'm the gori I'm coming in I'm not acting the way they usually act I'm acting yeah. like a foreigner would act I may look like yeah. you but I'm not you 
and I think exactly. because I couldn't speak Urdu it's different and like I would try and speak Urdu and they'd know that I was butchering all, all the sentences and the grammar and like they'd look at me and they'd know but I was very lucky that no one pointed out about it and no one made me feel uncomfortable about it but it was the fact that I could so, tell that they knew yeah. that made me feel a bit ugh. Could I just add something yeah, in go there? Ahead. Um, I don't know if you, you've experienced this when going to Pakistan, but I remember every time we'd step into the bazaars, my mom would be like, shut up, they're going to know you're from outside and they're going to charge us extra. <laughs> my dad <laughs> speaks English, like when my dad spoke English to me when we were in Pakistan and I was like, what are you doing? She's speaking Urdu. And he's like, no, no, it's okay. Um, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. But like, I, I get that because I've had a lot of my friends tell me the same though. As soon as they get to Pakistan, English is off. Like you don't speak English yeah. because they'll know straight away you're foreign, I guess, in quotation marks. And, and, and they'll try and charge you extra. <laughs> so, so my mom was like, do not speak a word of Urdu or English. They just know you're from outside. Yeah. And I remember, so my uh, youngest sister was with us and we'd literally gone into one of the, the boutiques to find clothes or whatever. And I'm telling you, I didn't even speak. And she was like, the the sales assistant there she was like oh you're from outside and I'm like I'm like looking at my mom I'm like I did not say a thing I'm sorry <laughs> she could just tell straight away but that's true though is that in terms of belonging like you go to Pakistan and people are going to think you're an outsider you go to Ireland people are going to think you're an outsider but where does that belonging come from like how do they determine belonging because if it's exactly. in terms of like you being on the like country for like centuries and centuries then I'm guessing like the typical white American people don't belong there either because first of all that's Native American exactly. land like and I'm guessing the Irish people that live here don't technically belong here either if that's how we're defining it because they're immigrants too so I guess if you go back long enough, you're going to see that everyone is an immigrant. So how do you determine who belongs where? I just don't understand. I am here. I've been here for nearly 20 years. My mother has been here for disclosed number of years. <laughs> My dad has been here for a long time. We belong here. We're so lucky. Like We're so lucky that we get to move out of privilege for like a better life economically. There's people who need to immigrate for non-economic reasons and they immigrate just to save their lives. So I think, you know what, immigration is a beautiful thing. It creates culture, it creates compassion and perspectives. And you know what, diversity. We love diversity. We need diversity. We you need, need diversity. diversity. If we didn't have diversity, we would not have all those phenomenal Indian restaurants. I don't yeah. know what we would And do all those K-dramas you like to watch, that comes from Asian culture too. Not Pakistani culture, but Pakistan's from Asia. Pakistan's from Asia say... and so is South Korea. So Asia's a huge place. Just, just clarify. Can I just say K dramas are phenomenal? I'm sorry, but I think Hollywood is threatened by by the Korean movie um, drama industry. K drama makes up your identity, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. I actually yeah, K drama. Like that thing does that when you look at identity and you think of identity, you're like, okay, so for us, it's our religion because it makes our values. It's the way we grew yeah. up. It's the way we live our life. It's our culture. It's the people we meet on a daily basis. It's the societies yeah. we're a part of, where the friends we have, it's the hobbies we have, the interests we have. And I think all of that makes up identity, which is great because we're such a complex human being that we can't. And I think ever your identity is ever changing and it can't just be fit into one box which is very unique and interesting um Syra, have you realized at kind of university that there is 
some people out there that make their degrees their personality trait like I oh often... is that like the law aesthetic or like the comic yeah. boy aesthetic on like UCD confessions exactly <laughs> yeah yeah or like for example med students they make their entire yeah. like persona their degree yeah. or like law students just everything they what all act like they're Harvey Specter <laughs> I'm actually a business and law student so we don't fit in with the commerce people and we don't fit in with the law people so we're kind of floating nowhere so where is my sense of belonging to in my college course all you need to know is that economic students are superior oh lovely just saying yeah economic students get all the money that's why they're superior well you know what's even more superior than economics I can buy that is superiority at its finest but yeah I guess all but I'm things... saying Go I'm ahead. saying that um, economic students are superior than business and law students that's all I'm saying yeah we'll agree to disagree and that can be a whole <laughs> other discussion but anyway I try to need a separate podcast about we, we do we we do we need like UCD confessions to come out with the podcast and literally bring on people from every single course to like debate which course is the best one but Imagine, anyway, that would be hilarious yeah it would be but like we tried this shorter format today um because I did a poll on my Instagram <laughs> like I do everything I did a poll on my Instagram to kind of understand do people prefer the shorter con the shorter content or the longer content so I said you know what we've done a few longer um episodes so we'll do a shorter one yes. so, I said we'll try it out today but anyway I hope you enjoyed this episode I hope it was just interesting to kind of get other people's perspectives and you know what reflect upon your identity what makes you you because more often than not you're going to realize that it's a lot more than you thought it was so anyway thank you Ikra again for popping onto the podcast I really enjoyed it and uh, stay tuned and make sure you follow us on Instagram, loquacious.pod, and make sure you follow us on Spotify also. We'd really appreciate it. And thank you so much, Agra, for coming on. No problem.